You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. Thanks for everyone tuning in. We got a good show for you today. I'm going to talk about bands. That's right. Elastic bands on the bench and how that can improve your lifting. All right. I've been finding some really great uh, advantages with the bands. We're, I've been, so if you've been following, I've been uh, getting into some raw training for this raw meat coming up, and I've been doing some more stuff with the bands lately. Other than just speed work, been doing heavy shit with the bands. I got up to like um, it was four or five at the top. It was like hundred band tension, something like that. I've been adding more bands to my speed work. Been doing a lot of stuff with bands. You've gotten real creative with the bands, too. It's not just the strictly up and down anymore. Yeah, we've for technique drills, yeah. For technique drills, we've been doing some, some different shit with bands. Um, but in training, I've just been loading up band tension. And I'll tell you why I started doing that. All right. So, I love the bands because especially if... Your weak point, well, I guess we should back it off a little bit, and I'll tell you what the whole purpose of accommodating resistance is for those who aren't sure, all right? The whole purpose of adding chains or bands or whatever the case may be to the barbell in the first place, all right? Now, the whole purpose of adding accommodating resistance, because there's a period where you start to decelerate in the lift, all right, as you go through mid-range, you get the most acceleration, like, coming off the chest, right? But then eventually you got to start to decelerate, right? Literally, the bar will fly out of our hands, all right? As it does in Elvis squats, he always makes sure he throws the bar up in the air, lands it on his spinal cord. <laughs> Don't recommend following him. <laughs> Listen, you're It just, drives me nuts. You're just upset because my spine just got so much thicker. He's got a thick spine, but it, it will crack one day, I guarantee <laughs> I, I might have two spines because of that bone density right now. So we gotta permanently put Elvis on bands because he <laughs> won't stop throwing the bar around. So bands do the job of making you accelerate through the entire lift. It's the same concept. If you ever done like sprinting, like you know, on a team or anything, you sprint through the finish line. You don't want to slow down at all. Yeah, that's a very good analogy there. Um, that'll probably connect for a good amount of people. You know how you have to, if you're, if you're going to a full sprint, you're not going to come to a dead stop and whatnot. I mean, you want to continue accelerating throughout the, the entire movement, and that's that's right, That's right. a perfect example. That's what bands will do for you. All right, or chains, too. Chains are great, too. Um, I find the bands also, though, instead of bringing down straight weight, the, the bands really put some focus on how you're bringing the bar down as well, the eccentric portion, because the bands really want to... Um, you know, throw you down there. You know, you're adding more resistance to gravity, so to speak. Um, so there is another component to uh, learning how to control the weight down and steady the weight, all that stuff. Slow it down, so to speak. I've been finding out with the speed work as I load on more band tension with the speed work, especially because the, the bar weight's light, guys. I'm I'm doing speed work. I just hit 440 raw. Um, nice and smooth, but I'm doing speed work with like a plate quarter. It's for like reference purposes. Uh, it's not much. It's even less than 50%. Uh, but I loaded up with some bands like the other night and doing some speed work. 
had for reference, I got band pegs on my bench, and um, I recommend if you don't have band pegs or set up with that, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how to set up bands in a sec, but um, I've been loading up the band tension. For example, I had two mini bands on there and a monster mini band, a short monster mini band. So we're talking, that would be like 120 about pounds of, of tension. Um, and that is, yeah, about a total, probably 120 to 140 um, band tension there on top of the, the plate quarter that I'm moving. So I'm almost getting kind of like a 50-50 split in a way. So I'm, I'm bringing that percentage of bar weight down to less than 50%, and I'm loading 30, 40-something percent of band tension on there. And I really find one of the, the great things is that it brings a lot of focus on how I'm lowering the bar. Because like I said, that thing wants to slingshot you right down to your chest. And obviously, you want to promote getting down a little bit quicker, but only as fast as you could control. And I find with speed work, um, you're not great at controlling it down. The whole bar path is going to start looking real shitty. Bands will teach you control real quick because if you don't, right, that bar path starts going all over. It looks real shitty from the side. You'll see that bar path jumping all over on you. All right. Um, but bands do a great job of, of teaching you that control. So I really found on the eccentric as well. Uh, we talk so much about when you're pressing up, but uh, when you're coming down, the bands really help you out as well. We got something we want to touch on? Oh, yeah, we got a question. From Alex Ferrari, 1993. I've been dealing with a lot of wrist pain. Is this something you guys have dealt with, and how should I troubleshoot this? Uh, well, I'm getting some wrist pain right now. Because <laughs> uh, my big old body, I kind of caught myself on my bench the other day, and I can't handle that type of stress anymore. <laughs> my hand doesn't open. Uh, uh, I just, uh, for wrist stuff, uh, I might do like a uh, voodoo band type thing. But I just let that shit rest. Um, there's probably an underlying issue if it's a common theme. Um, if it's something that bothers you only when you're benching. I see a lot of people have wrist issues from how they squat because they try to hold the weight of the bar pretty much in their wrist. They're in a bad rack position on their back. And then also another thing that bothers your wrist is when you're not holding the bar in the correct position in your hand when you're benching. So you might want to take a look at those two things if it's a common theme. Instead of um, trying to fix it all the time, just fix the root of why it's happening. Um, so that's probably a couple of things you want to look at there. And you can check real quick. You just want to have your wrist in alignment with your elbow, and that'll be a real good indicator whether or not it's coming from one of the lifts. Yeah, so uh, it could be, again, squat, probably just racking the bar poorly. Um, not really on your back, but more in, in your arms you're trying to hold the thing up, and it gets your wrist bent back. And then on the bench as well, getting the wrist bent back. And it's not something that wrist wraps will help. If you have the bar in the wrong spot, um, that's something that's going to need to be addressed. Because even with wrist wraps, you're going to get some pain. It's just poor position. Force transfer will be bad. Um, just not good stuff. And then also, just check your lifestyle. If you're always on the computer, just typing or anything, getting like a lacrosse bar or something in your forearm will loosen a lot of tight muscles. It could be contributing to your wrist pain. So just take a look at that, too. Yeah, if you're talking like a carpal tunnel thing, I don't know much about that. So that's that's a whole different ball game. I'd probably go PT or something. Yep. Um, so we're talking about how band tension is great for control. 
working on that eccentric portion because that thing just wants to sling, slingshot you right down to your chest, right? So that's a huge benefit, the bands, okay? Especially with speed work stuff. It's a great opportunity um, to work band tension in, okay? But um, what it's also great for, as we were saying, the whole basis of having accommodating resistance is that it helps you accelerate through the entire movement. So the, it's going to eliminate that deceleration period. But I've been finding really good results uh, from having to fire through the bands because what happens a lot of time, we just filmed a video on this, is people let up on their back tension, their back tightness as they're pressing through um, the, the bar. So sometimes it's not even a tricep weakness that people have mid-range. It's more of uh, they're losing back tightness and then the weight load shifts into the shoulders. Now they're trying to fight through that lift um, without any of that back tightness underneath them. It kind of disengages all the force coming from the lower body as well because now you're disconnected. You're just fighting through the arms. So that's what happens a lot of times. And with bands, uh, you will feel that right away. All right, Because when that tension is going to hit you, especially how you rig it up, if you get that tension rigged up to where it's going to slam you about mid-range up, um, you're going to notice right away that it just becomes such a bitch to kind of fight through that the band tension. Now, if you keep your back locked in right, you'll feel the difference um, about mid-range up. If you keep that back tightness in place and you kind of press away from it. Now, we had a video the other day. Is if a, like a log fell on you in the woods. Small arm put a great graphic in of a big freaking log falling in the woods. <laughs> but you want to press. You wouldn't like press the thing straight up, right? Then just kind of hold it. If you're fighting for your life under a big ass weight, you're gonna kind of wedge underneath it, and whatnot, and that requires back tightness. So um, the bands will teach you that right away uh, is that you have to maintain back tightness because you will have a really hard time with the bands right at that final range. Um, and if that's a weak point for you, bands will do the trick right there. Bands pretty much, they do the job of showcasing your weaknesses better than anything because straight weight, there's a lot of bullshit you could get away with um, and lack of tightness and whatnot, but bands... They'll showcase it right away. It's a great thing to highlight what you need to work on more than anything is with the bands there. So um, I want to kind of touch on what bands I'm talking about because you're hearing bands often. And you might not know where to get them, what the hell is a monster mini or a mini band. You know, might not know what the hell I just said. All right, for those who don't, uh, I get all my bands on EliteFTS.com. I feel like most people get their bands there nowadays. I mean, there's just a lot of places to get bands, but the way it's worded there, the colors, I think everyone just has, like, um, you know, basic understanding of powerlifters. If, if you're at a place that has a lot of bands, you know green bands, monster mini bands, right? You know red bands, there's a mini bands. Uh, so Elite FTS is kind of like the hub, right? It's like the hub of... Uh, where everyone's getting their bands. They run band sales all the time. So I'll just refer to them as EliteFTS.com. They make great bands, do great sales on bands. So uh, I would jump on their website, and that's where I would be getting them, okay? That's where I get all my bands. So you have little short ones. Um, now, if you're rigging them up, you have a great bench unit with band pegs. The short ones are great. A Monster Mini Band for me, the Pro Short one, those little tiny tiny ones there. Um, the Monster Mini Short Band there is going to give me about 80 pounds of tension altogether, 40 each side. Okay, 
and that's pretty good for for most i'd say doing their um their speed work if you're about 350 plus bench or something like that um and then you got they got shorts of everything they got the short mini bands short uh, monster mini but where that applies the most is if you actually have a bench unit with pegs if you don't very tough to kind of rig those up sometimes you're gonna need heavy dumbbells and that's what i do if you're at like a commercial space or something you don't have band pegs i would just use heavy ass dumbbell now i'm saying you gotta have more uh, weight on the dumbbell than you do in band tension so if you're gonna hook something up like that um, you're gonna need like good 100 pound 120 pound dumbbell so um, i mean that's another issue altogether just trying to find the weighted dumbbell enough to like get that thing down um, and then if you have round dumbbells uh, it's just a shit shoot because that shit will start rolling on you so i think the hardest thing for band tension unless you're in a place that has a like a bench banded rig up or whatever really tough to use them most of the time um you see a lot of people put the ends around the the barbell and come underneath the bench um i'm not opposed to that but i don't like that it's kind of like deadlifting by standing on the bands uh, i'm not really in love with that that rig up i'd rather the tension just kind of shoot straight down for you um you'll get a lot more out of it that way i believe especially because the force is just direct down um so that's how i would try to bring it up is you get dumbbells or if you're in a rack you can just put it around the bottom of the rack and that works pretty well too um but however you, you rig them up um how you can measure some of your band tension a little bit of trick for you here uh i use i just simply throw a scale down so if you have a home scale or whatever um take your body weight and then hold the band about where you would finish the lift and take your body weight again take the difference that's about how much you're getting out of that band um you can use a luggage scale i never use a luggage scale you ever use a luggage scale never use a luggage scale. i i don't even know what the hell a luggage scale looks like to be honest with you a little freaking hook or something like that um or one of those things you i think a luggage scale you can use to weigh your fish and shit like that as well if you go any fishers fishermen out there and weigh your fish with a freaking luggage scale or whatever um but that's how you can measure band tension as well is what a luggage scale but, i never get too caught up in band tension i just you know I, I know which ones i used last time i just write that down next to the yeah that's where i was yeah. about to jump in next is um whatever you do if you don't know how much band tension you're putting on um don't freak out about that just make sure it's consistent so i've coached people where it's like you have this band this week it's supposed to be the same amount of tension the next time but now it's like all of a sudden it's a different band and I'm like, that's not going to work, or it's a different rig up. Like, now you're playing around, it's all different tensions. Whatever you're going to do, you got to stay consistent. So, sometimes you got to get real creative with how you, you hook up bands. So, um, one of our athletes, Zach, I remember he put, um, you know, the chin-up bars you got. He has to train a commercial gym, really strong dude. Unfortunately, um, he, he kind of have a poor setup for, for most of this stuff, but... He hung reverse bands from, like, that chin-up um, rig-up on one of those racks. You know what I'm talking about in a commercial space. And um, he, he kind of had to put it on one end of them. And then, like, the next week, I think he had it on a different one. He wanted to try something else. But uh, I was telling him, just make sure whatever you do, I don't care where you hang the band, you know, if we're getting a little more tension than I would like, that's, that's all right, as long as we're consistent with it. So we have something to kind of measure off of. You know, it's it's as soon as you start becoming inconsistent with how you rig up your band, especially if you're doing like reverse banded stuff, then it becomes a shit show. But yeah, rigging those things up can be a real pain in the ass sometimes. But 
just for reference, EliteFTS.com, that's where you would get those bands. Um, you have mini bands of the red. Um, you know, I even use the, um, what the hell they, uh, micro, micro mini bands. That's that thin little tiny orange one. Um, you got mini bands of red one, monster minis of green one. You got light bands is the orange, average bands is the gray, and then you got like heavier, the onyx ones is the black. That's kind of your run up in the band tension. Uh, we probably would never use any, we probably wouldn't use light bands, the orange. That can get real aggressive. Um, so probably stick, I tell my athletes all the time, I would invest right away in monster mini bands and mini bands. All right, because we're going to use that a shit ton and speed work. And um, I'm doing a lot of close grip, uh, benching against bands with everyone. I'm trying to uh, see how that works out for a good amount of people because, like I just said, control on the way down. It works on that descent, and it works on having to keep tightness as you're pressing through the weight as well. So a lot of great benefits there. And doing it close grip it just helps that much more because now you have to travel a little bit more distance. you got to tap into your lats really well to control that. And then you got to really punch through the triceps at the end, too, uh, when you're benching at heavy band tension and you do that close grip. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that huge, huge benefits there with, with the band tension. But I've been trying that out with the team. But we'll use mostly monster minis and mini bands. Uh, the rest, it doesn't become so applicable. So we got a quick question from Big Nate Husky. Do you ever do whole training cycles of touch and go or all your training blocks paused? Um, I never train touch and go, and I never ever coach anyone uh, touch and go. Um, I make sure our whole team always trains with a competition pause. Reason being is because that is something that you're going to encounter to meet. That's just part of the, the standards, and there is a training effect that comes along with that that you don't want to miss out on. So not only is it super valuable in terms of controlling the bar, but you want to make sure that you're building up that strength off the chest. If you go touch and go, you're getting rebound, you're getting more stretch reflex there, banging out the bottom. So uh, you're going to miss the ball on that. So just in terms of getting stronger in that specific spot, you're really going to miss the ball there. Um, and what I tell everyone is, sure, you might do more touch and go now, but as soon as you become more proficient with technique, a good sign that you have your bench technique dialed in is that you will be doing the same Maybe even worse though with touch and go after. Like you, you should do more uh, or the same with a pause bench that you do touch and go. That's when you become real dialed in because there is huge technical um, advantages to pausing because you have to control to a certain spot and then fire from there. It's all about the control at the end of the day. Um, you know, if you're bouncing out the bottom, very very difficult to control that bar path. And sure, like, unless you have a really good trained eye for it, you might not even notice it when you're going through it yourself or your, your video or whatever. But, man, finding control on a touch-and-go bench, um, like finding a, a needle in a haystack. Like, it's you're just kind of hoping for the best, you know what I mean? So that's why I would have everyone pause bench. There was numerous reasons there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I put in touch-and-go for for anything, even accessories. Uh, speaking of accessories, one of my favorite things right now, banded accessory work and stuff, this is a great exercise. I've been showing this to everyone, is a close grip uh, board press with band tension. 
So if you're someone that struggles mid-range and beyond for lockout, right, um, this is the exercise for you. So listen up, all right? You get a two-board, three-board. depends on how long your range of motion is, all right? So if you're coming down with it, there, the bar, there's a point. If you're, if you're just kind of going to the bench motion, just wherever you are right now, you come down with the bar, there's a point where your elbow flexion stops, and then you just kind of, the rest of it is just kind of tapping in, stretching your chest. All right, find that whatever board height it is where your elbow flexion stops. For me, about one and a half, two board is a nice sweet spot. But the board is going to range bending on you. All right, find that board, put it on the bar. All right, hook up a, a freaking bunch of band tension. Get get some good band tension on that shit, right? And then with close grip, come down, that board hits, and then boom, you got to fire through that band tension. So that's an awesome exercise because you're staying right at that that end range and you have to find that acceleration right in that weak point. So like for a shirted lifter, it's an awesome move too because you get such a pop with the shirt off the chest that being able to control the weight the rest of the way, um, be able to use your strength the rest of the way, especially if you don't have a super tight shirt, right? A loose shirt is still going to give you a little pop off the bottom, but now you have to find the strength to take the rest of the way. This is a great move because it's like you're starting – right at that point that you need to carry through the rest of the way plus a, a shit ton of band tension it is brutal yeah you've you've done that I've done it done the gauntlet with it, it is yeah we had I've else. had some people at that gym i was trying out with them and it brings up a huge weak area you're like man you really suck at this move <laughs> so you gotta do it more but that's what it's all about guys you know that it's all about finding that shit you suck at so that's a gold mine when you do that um but yeah that's that's an awesome move Close grip board press with bands, guys. Try that out if you haven't done that move. Awesome, awesome move. Um, I've seen a lot of hearts popping up on this IG Live. Now, I'm not technically advanced, but I think someone's sending us love. <laughs> I think we're popping today. <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know how to, how, what the hell is going on with that. Um, but thanks for anyone sending us love. Giant Killer Beast asks, how you doing? I'm doing good, Giant Killer. How you doing, good man? <laughs> We got anything else coming in? Nope, that's about it. All right, guys, that's kind of my band rant for today. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to highlight that that's one of the things that I'm really working on in my training now. I'm having some of our athletes doing a lot more band tension. I think there's a ton of benefits to it, um, to recap for you. Just pretty much overall just gaining more control to the bar because that shit's going to want to sling you everywhere. You know, especially coming down, having to control that bar down with the extra acceleration and then having to punch through that weight, you know. So, guys, try out band tension on the bench if you haven't. Um, I just, it's, it's been one of the things I've been big on lately. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of benefits with it. Try it close grip, try it on the boards, do it for your speed work. And like I said with the speed work, I've really been lowering bar weight to under 50%. I'm talking like 40% bar weight. And like 40% band tension. You get that 50-50 split there, guys. We're talking like if you can get 180 bar weight and like 180 band tension, I think it's going to be a really valuable workout for you. So try that shit out if you haven't. All right? Giant Killer Beast says uh, good luck on your meat. Thanks, fella. Raw meat. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be weird. Uh, I just wanted to do it to do it because I really don't give a shit what I bench raw because it's a smaller number than <laughs> what I bench the shirt. So we'll see what I do in the shirt in the, in the fall. And more importantly, just band work is a lot of fun. It adds, it's it's yeah. different. 
it's way different. And you know what else? It brings it just pops into my mind. I was thinking about as well. So if you don't know what the hell you're benching too, sometimes that's a good thing because a lot of people get in their mind a lot, right? And if you, um, if you are doing, if someone just throwing some band tension or whatever, right? You don't know what the hell you're pressing half the time. You know, you just know you got a shit ton of band tension on there. So sometimes that's a good thing because maybe you calculate it after and you're like, oh goddamn, that's a lot of freaking weight there, and uh, you know it helps your confidence. Or it helps your confidence, and you usually you can get if you rig it up right, you can get to about. Um, like where your max might be or something like that. And if you know you can do it with bands, that's a tougher variation. So, I don't, for example, I'll give you a quick example for me. Like, um, you know, I haven't really explored where I could do raw in a long time. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, you don't really know where you can get to. Um, and so it's a nice little indicator lift, so to speak. So I did a close grip band work. I know close grip, it's extending my range. It's a tougher variation for me, but I... Uh, put on a lot of band tension too so I think when I calculated it it was like 100 bands or something and it got me to about 440 and I did that for a single I did something that was over four for a double um, but I knew because it's a closer grip with the band tension it gave me like a area I might be at you know what I'm saying it's like an indicator lift um, so I knew straight weight and my normal grip with everything um, you know, I'm going to be somewhere above 440. So it's just using bands in that manner to kind of act as an indicator lift. And, you know, maybe that would be a good podcast to do sometimes, just uh, talking about, like, different indicator lifts. Because there's definitely certain workouts I'll put into our athletes programs that are going to dictate meat numbers depending on how it goes. And those are big, big-time lifts. Um, and there I could probably highlight about six of them five five six of them a month you know more so in the back end of the program but um, definitely at least five real highlighted workouts where this this workout depending on how it goes that is going to start dictating numbers for the meet so uh, there's definitely a lot of those and i'll show you how to program those in so that might be a good podcast there i was doing sounds, some indicator lift shit and some things i like to do sounds like a plan we got can we do time for one more question or yeah let's let's shoot in one more question all right last one on the buzzer beater call me ak47 give me some tips for power on the bench press Fella, that's what this whole podcast is just about. <laughs> he, he just dropped in. You can find us later today or tomorrow so on if you uh, just dropped Band in, Tension. Yeah, we just did this whole podcast on uh, Band Tension. Um, something you're going to want to listen to because we're talking power. Um, you know, being able to continue to accelerate the bar. We just talked about that in the entirety by using bands on the bar. Um, so definitely go back, give this a listen to. I'm going to try to get this up as soon as possible as podcast. And um, this is the one to listen to, buddy. And you are ending it off today. All right. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, and you, if you ever want to just shoot me a message, uh, maybe a podcast idea you'd like to expand on. Because, you know, everything I do, guys, is just to help you out. So if you have a certain YouTube video you'd like to see, um, you know, it takes a lot of the, the stress off my plate of trying to come up with video ideas. So if you want to um, shoot me a message and just let me know what you guys would like to hear on a podcast or on a video, um, you know, I'm here to serve you guys. That's that's what I do. So uh, it'll save me from having to come up with a bunch of ideas and use try to make my mind creative, especially in the morning. That's not very easy to do because I require like a lot of coffee. 
um, you know, like how much gas you need to run this car. Well, I need my tank is really big, so I need a lot of like caffeine and coffee to get going. So um, get that creative juice running. Um, I'm most creative probably driving and in the shower. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but that's why my mind starts going if I'm driving when I'm just like in the shower or something. Uh, something I'll walk around the block, just listen to music, and, and, and that's sometimes I just start thinking, you know. I don't know about you, guys. That's I get shit. real creative at the gym, and it's it, and no pencil, no paper, no nothing. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. You know what? That's that's the bullshit with it. I gotta. I, I use my phone a lot, guys. Use your phone for that shit. So if you got things you got pop into your mind, oh, that's a great idea. You're gonna lose it. You're gonna lose it in about like five seconds. So break out your phone, whatever you're doing. Make sure you get that shit down. Um, I don't know, solution while you're driving, maybe have like a little recorder or something. Alrighty. Alright, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You have been listening to The Benchcast.